0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code Wondery at Byte.com. That's BYTE.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So it's time to hit it. This is the COVID election, as I have been telling you, and the governors are also on the ballot, along with Donald Trump. Stand by, the doors of the newsroom are locked, and the PC police are not getting in. Sit back and relax. Graham Ledger. He was like a god walking. Up, but even without it, we're rounding the corner. You'll see it. We're rounding the corner. And we have unbelievable the vaccines. are unbelievable. And frankly, except for a little politics... Stop tape. Except for a little politics? <laughs> the president's being awfully kind there, don't you think? A little bit of politics surrounding the government response to the Wuhan coronavirus? Are you kidding me? I will go to the grave. I will go to the grave knowing... That the government response, that is the blue state government response to the Wuhan coronavirus, was born hatched, if you will, sometime around early to mid-February going into March, right around that time frame, right around when impeachment failed, because it was destined to fail, not because the Republicans controlled the United States Senate, But because the President of the United States did nothing wrong, constitutionally speaking, or legally. The President of the United States was railroaded. And Nancy Pelosi and company weaponized what was supposed to be, as designed by the framers of the Constitution, a sacred constitutional event of last resort. And so it blew up in their face. While the Wuhan coronavirus was gestating germinating uh, was being formulated in a lab or at that wet market or maybe both who knows adam schiff nancy pelosi jerry nadler if he was awake and over there in this in the senate schumer was just kind of sitting back with his uh, his his glasses on and saying mm-hmm mm-hmm They knew that they had a dead-end street with impeachment. Except, of course, Mitt Romney, who will go down in infamy for many reasons, including his votes on impeachment. But the bottom line is, the President of the United States was never going to be impeached and removed. They were just trying to wing him. They were just trying to injure him. They were just trying to say, hey, he's an impeached president going into the the re-election cycle. But... (laughs) That's nothing compared to the government response to the Wuhan coronavirus. And so these partisans, that's a nice way of putting it, partisans, Pelosi and company, Gavin Newsom, Wolf, Pritzker, Cuomo, I have more on Cuomo in a moment, uh, who am I forgetting, Murphy, and the rest of them, Whitmer, Cuckoo Nutcase in Michigan, banded together, got on a Zoom meeting. And they said, hey, you know what? You, uh, you blue states, California and New York and New Jersey, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Washington State, Oregon, and the rest of them. That adds up to, hmm, let's see. Let's do the math here, Nancy Pelosi style. Let's see now. I have uh, uh, this many Botox in one month divided by six. Oh. That's one-third of the U.S. economy these blue states control. (laughs) And so Nancy Pelosi, all of a sudden the light bulb went off between the Botox treatments. Hey, wait a minute. We can shut down one-third, we can control one-third of the U.S. economy going into the election cycle, and we can do it under the guise of protecting the American people. When we now know the numbers of the Wuhan coronavirus that 995 out of a thousand survive all ages and compared to the flu 999 out of a thousand survive 999 out of a thousand for the flu 995 out of a thousand for the Wuhan coronavirus ladies and gentlemen that is a statistical tie when you round up which is what statisticians do Or even if you're a sheer numbers person, that's four. Four more deaths per 1,000 than the flu. Is that a reason to shut down the economy of any state? And we know the treatment. The President of the United States received the treatment. He's in the danger zone age. We know that if you're age zero, I hate that because no one is age zero, no matter what calendar you're using, if you're an infant to age 30, even into 40, you have a 99.9% chance of recovering from the Wuhan coronavirus. The president, though, because he's 74 years old, is in that more danger zone. And yeah, he's a little overweight. Okay, so big deal. But he recovered. And he was given this, this treatment. It's not a special treatment. It's available out there. But the fact is... We crushed... Our economy. We crushed our constitutional rights. We crushed who we are as Americans... For nothing. Even if this was the most deadly virus to hit the planet. If it was the Black Plague reincarnated. I'm sorry. But as Americans we should never capitulate to anything or anyone except god except god we're not going to capitulate to the japanese when they bombed pearl harbor we're not going to capitulate to hitler when he tried to take over all of europe and practically did we're not going to capitulate to any tyrant we're not going to capitulate to the soviet union and we're not going to capitulate to a virus. That's the way it should be. All right. Back to the president. Roll tape. We have unbelievable vaccines. are coming out real soon. And Stop the- tape. Wouldn't it be ironic? Wouldn't it be ironic that the vaccine comes out two weeks after the November 3rd election? <laughs> you know, 20 million people have voted already. Here it is two weeks before the election. 20 million people plus have vo- How many people, you run those numbers, and there's a lot of states that are just coming in now. 20 million have voted two weeks ago? A grand total of what, about 130, 140 million Americans cast votes? At that rate, half the electorate's going to have voted before Election Day. That's cuckoo. But it dovetails brilliantly into the nefarious Democrat plan to hijack this election under the auspices of keeping people healthy. We're all in this together. I hate when I hear that. I hate that. Social distancing sends these little hairs on the back of my neck up. Because I know the origin of social distancing. A sophomore in high school's science project is the origin of the six foot rule. And I know the masks. I know the masks are worthless. And so it must be excruciating for Donald Trump. He knows all this. He knows exactly what I've been talking about here, but he has to play the game to a certain extent. Sure, we want a virus. We want a vaccine for this virus, of course. We want to keep Americans healthy and we want to keep them safe. We don't want them to die. But my buddy Daniel Horowitz um, from The Blaze uh, hit the nail on the head. And this is something I have to take credit for. His piece uh, entitled, Can There Really Be a Harsh Flu Season Along with Coronavirus? The answer, I believe, I found out back in April. I believe the answer is no. Or something's going on with the figures. Figures lie and liars figure over the CDC, right? I In April and May, I looked at the coronavirus numbers and I looked at the, the flu, the seasonal flu numbers. And as Joe Biden might say, son of a bitch. As soon as we started keeping track of the Wuhan coronavirus in March and into April, cases of the flu virtually went away. Can you explain that one to me? Is it they stopped testing? No. No. In fact, we increased testing for the flu before we even had a stable Wuhan coronavirus test in March and April of 2020, this year, when this whole thing, this whole episode, this calamity began. We as a country doubled down on our flu testing. So it's not because they weren't looking for the flu. What does this tell you intuitively? The fact that Wuhan coronavirus diagnoses went up and flu almost became non-existent. The piece that Daniel Horowitz is writing, he's he's trying to suggest what I suggested six months ago. And that is people are contracting the Wuhan coronavirus instead of the flu. So we ought to be looking, this was my argument, that we ought to be looking at the Wuhan coronavirus and the seasonal flu together. And if you did so, if you looked at the cases together, you would shake your head. And I think history will shake its collective head and say, what in the hell were they thinking? I have no way to prove that Nancy Pelosi and company conspired to shut down the economy in order to harm the re-election chances of Donald Trump. And frankly, any Republican in the United States sent it on down. But I will... Go to the grave knowing that is exactly what has transpired here. And here we have the media carrying the water for Joe Biden, completely ignoring the Hunter Biden story. Beating the drum. Eight million cases of the Wuhan coronavirus. Pay no attention to Hunter Biden and his crack pipe and his pornographic pictures. Yeah, the media is out there saying, well, we don't know. We can't confirm that that laptop uh, was actually Hunter Biden's laptop. It's got 25,000 pictures of Hunter Biden smoking cracker in various sex acts. I don't want to know. I don't want to see him. But it's Hunter Biden. And we know that contained on this laptop is the residue of emails that include, or text messages, one or the other, I don't know, that include one that says from Hunter, hey, Pops, Joe Biden gets half of everything that we get. It's the Biden crime family. But pay no attention to the Biden crime family, according to the mainstream media. We've got to look at how Donald Trump is not fixing this crisis. The Wuhan coronavirus crisis It's the worst pandemic in the history of this country in the world it's the least lethal in the history of the world a million deaths it's just barely crossed a million deaths 150 that's globally 150,000 people die every day in the world 150,000 a day A million deaths by Wuhan coronavirus isn't even a rounding error. I'm sorry I don't want to sound callous. But again, statistically speaking, a million deaths over seven, eight months is nothing. Nothing. Yet here we are, shutting down the economy, ignoring Hunter Biden. But listening to Joe Biden have... Pearls of wisdom like this. Roll tape. Think about that. Think about what it takes to be a black person to love this country today as it does its deep love for this country. Stop. (laughs) Think about today what it's like to be a black person loving this country. That's not exactly, what did he say again there? Let's back that up. Roll tape. Think about that. Think about what it takes to be a black person Love this country today as it does. It's deep love for this country. Do black people love this country any more or less than white people, or Chinese people, Asian people, Hispanic people? <laughs> What's he trying to say? Can someone translate? I don't speak Bidenese fluently enough. I have no idea what this guy is saying, and quite frankly, I don't think he knows what he's saying. But I do know this. We've got, we've got two weeks to go here. You, you've got to be careful when you hear, you start hearing these polls. All right, Real clear politics does a pretty decent job in terms of amalgamating all the different polls. And they have their poll of poll. And then they keep track through this poll of poll and the various um, swing state polls in particular. They keep track of the electoral map. And um, right now they've got Biden at around 215 and Donald Trump at 125. But there's around 200 in play. 200 so-called undecided. Um, and so that, uh, th- th- by the way, they have Texas in the, uh, in the toss-up column, which is very hard to believe. If I had to bet my house... On Election Day, we're going to find out Texas is going red again. Now, four years from now, in 2024, I don't know, because we know what the Democrats are trying to do there. Florida, of course, 29 electoral votes is in the gray column also. Uh, Toss-up, undecided, at least uh, according to this poll of polls. Arizona is in that category. Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa. But so is Minnesota. Minnesota is in the toss-up along with Pennsylvania and North Carolina, Georgia. So this is this is where Donald Trump can can run the table, uh, in my opinion. And is two weeks ago uh, the president uh, is going to be campaigning. I would imagine he just came from Florida and and spent some time in Nevada. He's amazing. Here's a guy with the coronavirus, and 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 you you know Pelosi's going. He can't campaign now. He can't campaign. We're going to win. We're going to win. He's going to be locked up. Bam. The guy's superhuman. I, I, I have said before that I believe that God has a plan. He has a plan for all of us, right? But in this case, he has a very important plan for Donald Trump. I mean, look, look at the prayers that Donald Trump received while he was sick. The power of prayer, but also the power of the American ingenuity and the uh, treatments that the president was given—all the doctors' attention—and and bam, he's out of the hospital in 48 hours, 72 hours, whatever it was. It's incredible. It's it's almost superhuman, but you know, it's not superhuman. It's it's God's plan. And so here's a guy, 74 years old, a little bit overweight, has the Wuhan coronavirus. When we hear all these stories, that people are laid up for months, he's out. <laughs> he's out, and he's chomping at the bit to campaign within days. It's incredible. It is simply amazing to me. So, the electoral map, if you if you, if you believe Real Clear Politics and its poll of polls, as it aggregates all of these polls, the electoral map is in play. However. There are wise people out there when you look, hopefully including yours truly, when you look at the trends in these gray states. Um, again, I would put Texas in the red column. Arizona is trending in the right direction for Donald Trump. Nevada, I believe, is trending in the right direction for Donald Trump. Florida is trending in the right direction for Donald Trump. Georgia will go red. Pennsylvania Pennsylvania is going to be uh, a tough one, especially because its governor, nutcase Wolf, is making things very difficult on uh, anyone that has an R next to their name uh, in that state. And of course, same thing in Michigan with that nutcase there. I would say Michigan and Pennsylvania, I don't know about. I think Wisconsin will go to Trump. I, I think uh, Iowa will go to Trump, I think North Carolina will go to Trump, and there you have it. He doesn't have to run the table. But if those states, along with the you know solid red and you know pink states, come in like South Carolina is pink, they consider in Indiana Utah, they've got kind of not solid red. Come on. Utah is going to go. Utah is not going to vote for Joe Biden. It's not going to happen. Minnesota, Minnesota, I don't know. I don't know. I, that one I, I don't know uh, how to handicap it but I do know how to handicap this guy roll tape the virus was introduced in this country in the state of Washington stop tape, in case you don't know that is the marvelous governor from New York, Andrew Cuomo who is reminding us that the Wuhan coronavirus initially broke out in a nursing home or nursing homes in Washington state now This is what drives me nuts about the response to the Wuhan coronavirus in this country. We knew where it originated, and this is one of the few things this ding-dong is getting right. It originated in a nursing home, and this is an opportunistic virus, and it goes after the weak and the infirmed. And so we knew from the beginning, take care of the weak and the infirmed and the elderly, But it's not just elderly, it's elderly plus something, plus some sort of of comorbidity. And so we knew this going in. So why in the hell didn't we lock down these nursing homes? Why didn't we lock them down? Protect the elderly plus comorbidity, the vulnerable, and allow the rest of society to live. You know, kind of like Sweden did. Ah, but in New York, they did something even different, didn't they? They did effectively the opposite of what I just described there. And it was all thanks to this guy, Andrew Cuomo. Roll tape. Uh, everyone, I believe, did everything they could to save lives, and New Yorkers were heroic. Specifically in nursing homes. Stop tape. I'm sure they were. But why, Governor, why did you send Wuhan coronavirus patients into nursing homes in New York? Why did you do that over and over and over again? Why, Governor, did you indemnify these nursing homes? Indemnify them from being sued When patients contracted and possibly died from the Wuhan coronavirus, why did you indemnify the nursing homes and then tell them, oh, he didn't force them to take them. He just made it very, very painful if they didn't. And or he made it lucrative if they did. He made it lucrative. And of course, the federal government in its wisdom, infinite wisdom, has made it lucrative for hospitals to not only accept COVID patients because they get more from Medicare for COVID patients, but a light bulb goes off for these hospitals, right? Wait a minute. I'm going to admit a patient here for an appendix and then there's a little box here that says I have the Wuhan coronavirus and they want you to check it whether you have the virus or not. Why? Because they want the money. Same thing here in New York. There should be a federal investigation into Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, for accessory to murder for what he did to old people in nursing homes. And so when I say that this is the COVID election, this is why it's the COVID election, because it's all framed with COVID-19. Everything in this election cycle has a COVID-19 frame around it. But it's also an election where your governor is on the ballot. I don't care whether there's a gubernatorial race in your state or not. Every governor, because of the responses to the Wuhan coronavirus, including Cuomo, including Pritzker, Including Whitmer, including Wolf, including Murphy, including Newsom, and the rest of these yahoos, they are all on the ballot. Each one of these governors has put out statements about who they're supporting, what candidates they're supporting, and what initiatives they're supporting. Anything and anyone these governors support, you it's my opinion, if you vote in favor of anything or anyone these governors support, you are voting against the United States Constitution. I'm not talking about just Democrat or Republican. I don't know. Andrew Cuomo might come out and and support a Republican. If Cuomo supports a Republican, in my opinion, anything or anyone Cuomo supports should be rejected. And that's why these governors are on the ballot. And in case you don't know, the Cato Report came out about a month ago. In this news cycle, it just kind of went unnoticed. Now, the Cato Institute is not exactly the most conservative. I mean, it started out a pretty good institute, but then it kind of went haywire, right? So Cato is, quote, nonpartisan, but it really leans left. It leans Democrat now. There's no doubt about it. But the Cato Institute comes out with this grading session For all 50 governors, based on simple things, crazy things like liberty and lower taxes and more freedom. That's basically the criteria they they graded these governors on. And this was post and and during the Wuhan coronavirus response. What governor is at the bottom of the list? Jay Inslee, Washington State. Second to the bottom, Kate Brown, Oregon. So, See, if you're keeping score at home here, keep track of how many of these governors at the bottom of the list with an F are Republican or Democrat. Hmm? J.B. Pritzker is third to the bottom. Big old J.B. Pritzker. He's third worst. And in Illinois, you Illinois residents, you have many things on the ballot, many people, many initiatives, but one of them is this massive tax increase that J.B. Pritzker is in favor of. There's not a, 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 a tyrannical radical in the history of the world that's not in favor of a massive tax increase. And so that's what you're facing in Illinois. J.B. Pritzker supports this tax increase, which means you should reject it. Number four, worst. Phil Murphy. Are you, sur- are you surprised, ladies and gentlemen of uh, the Garden State? Are you surprised that your governor is the fourth worst with an F, in the country, according to the Cato Institute. Rounding out the bottom five, my favorite of favorites. The woman who's indirectly blaming Donald Trump for this silly, attempted, I don't even know how far they got, uh, kidnapping of her. Uh, What's her first name? Gretchen. Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan. Number five, fifth worst. I'm sure if you live in Michigan, you would put her in the number one uh, slot. Uh, but she's outspoken. She's supporting candidates and she's supporting other items. Obviously, she's supporting Joe Biden. Anything Whitmer supports, in my opinion, you should reject. Number six is our good buddy, Andrew Cuomo. Now it's a shame he came in at number six because he could easily be bottom of the list. But Andrew Cuomo apparently swerves into something positive once in a while, kind of, kind of like he was swerving into the truth that initially the Wuhan coronavirus uh, came to us by way of China through a nursing home in Washington State. So you know he's right. It's just like a blo- broken clock, he's right uh, a couple times a day. And uh, after him, by the way, is Ralph Northam. Aren't you happy in Virginia? That you got this baby killer for your governor, this nutcase for your governor. Thank God it's a one-term uh, state. Where uh, th- these these governors all have F. Uh, by the way, that rounds out the uh, the failing uh, class. There are others uh, that have a D, and uh, the uh, the the governor who can't read out of California. You know him as Gavin Newsom. He uh, has a C now. I I think that the only reason why Newsom could come in with a C is because there are some governors to the governor in California, believe it or not, that have been put in place. And so he can't go full tilt tyrannical, except, of course, the response to the Wuhan coronavirus. And these poor counties, have, they're subject to his crazy tier system. And people have asked me about this. I've commented about this. The purple tier is the worst. It means you're you have like more than seven per 100,000 cases. Seven per 100,000! I mean, they just came up with these arbitrary numbers. But the most pernicious thing about this arbitrary, capricious, and unconstitutional metrics that Newsom came up with is he weights minorities more than white people. So... If a black person in a county, let's say San Diego County, gets the Wuhan coronavirus, it counts more than a white person. It is anti-white. It is racist. But this is his metrics. California, you're never getting out of this. That's the purple tier. And then you go to red and orange and then yellow. I think yellow is the best one. But the best one is not out of it. The best one is not freedom and liberty. You're never, California, you're never getting out of this. And so California, you have a governor who has endorsed multiple people and he's endorsed many ballot initiatives, including Proposition 15. I've talked about Proposition 15 before. Proposition 15 in California undoes Proposition 13, which was passed in 1979 by the voters. And Proposition 13 keeps a lid on property taxes. The assessor can't just come over to your house and say, hmm, you bought your house uh, 20 years ago for $200,000, but now it's worth $2 million. I'm assessing your house at $2 million. You can't do that in California. If Prop 15 passes, then you'll be able to on commercial. And people say, oh, it's just commercial. (laughs) You don't understand the ripple effect of just commercial. And by the way, if that portion of Prop 13 is cut, axed, hemorrhaged, amputated, then it's only a matter of time before they come off. Come after the other half of Prop 13, and that would be residential. If Prop 15 passes, ladies and gentlemen, the slippery slope that California is on into the unconstitutional abyss is going to be accelerated. It's going to be like throwing napalm on these fires burning in Northern California that the governor who can't read is blaming on climate change and not his lack of forest management and not some firebug who lit the damn thing. Prop 15 is on the ballot. Newsom is on the ballot. You vote for Prop 15. You support Newsom. You support Joe Biden. You are voting against the United States Constitution. It is simple as that. And the ledger register question. I'm going to let it ride for the next couple of weeks. It's very simple. Who will win the 2020 presidential election? I'm not including the third party candidates, the Green Party and all that. It's not going to happen. We have an electoral system. It's not going to happen. Joe Biden, Donald Trump. Who is going to win? Two weeks to go. The electoral map, I think, is looking good. I think it's trending in the right direction. I think that's a positive for the Constitution. But we've got to get out there. And in California, pay no attention. And I, I know it's a lost state, if you will, for the, at least for the president. But there are down-ballot people who are good, like my buddy Eric Early, who's trying to defeat the most hated man in America. Adam Schiff, you've got to get people to the polls. And in this case, it's not to the polls, is it? You've got to get people to go to the mailbox and open up their ballots. And I saw the ballot in California. And by the way, the president of the United States, you know, the, the very first thing is voting for president, of course. Donald Trump's at the top and Joe Biden's at the bottom. <laughs> How do you like that in California? And they got all the in-between in candidates in between. But Donald Trump right at the top. Numero uno, Joe Biden at the bottom. Ballot harvest. Pay no attention to the media. Okay? There's been some brouhaha about ballot harvesting. It's legal in California. Harvest as many ballots as you want. Sign off on them. There's a little thing in the upper left you got to sign off when you ba- harvest somebody's ballot. It's legal. Just don't keep it at your house and you know, have the maid accidentally throw it out or you know, you use it for uh, starting a fire or something, please take the ballot and bring it to the registrar of voters or if, if you want to wait till election day, grab the ballot and then bring it down to the, the nearest polling place. But I don't know. I, I, the polling places are going to be few and far between, I think. I could be wrong on that, but it's not going to be a normal election by any stretch of the imagination. Two weeks ago, the electoral map is looking great. So if you're in states outside of California, especially ones that are in play like Florida and Wisconsin, and Michigan, and Arizona, come on Arizonans, you gotta hit the street now, now is the time to mobilize and get people engaged, same thing in Nevada, there's no reason Nevada and Arizona should be blue, none whatsoever, I understand what's gone on there, and I understand the unions in in Nevada, and I understand the, all the Californians heading over to to the Phoenix area in particular, and it's changing the complexion, the political complexion. But if the Republicans and the Constitutionalists get mobilized, the Constitution could be the winner on November 3rd, November 4th, November 5th, whatever it's going to be, November 8th, November 16th, post-election, could be the winner on election month 2020. Ah, this edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening and watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, Phoenix,